Hello, everyone. I'm Arul Chanel, and welcome to Success Shorts. Today, we're joined by Major Michelle Curran, who is the lead solo pilot for the United States Air Force Demonstration Squadron. And what's that, you ask? Well, if you've ever been to an air show, you probably know them better as the Thunderbirds. And prior to being a Thunderbird, Michelle flew in combat support of U.S. efforts in Afghanistan. So it's an absolute honor to have one of our brave military women on, as well as an exceptional role model for girls and boys everywhere. I hope you enjoy. Now let's go. So, Michelle, thanks for joining us. You know, what's been going on with you lately? You know, it's strange times. Normally, we'd be in the heart of our air show season right now, but obviously that's not happening. So we're getting back to practicing. We're making some changes to our, our air demonstration, and we had a little bit of a break with COVID. So we're really trying to get back to, you know, that proficient level as we expect shows will start up again eventually. So you have any idea when that might happen? We still have about 10 on the books for uh, later in the summer and into the fall. I'm definitely expecting a few of those will probably still not happen as we, you know, see how this kind of plays out. But it takes a lot of repetition to maintain our proficiency. So we're just going to keep practicing, try some stuff that we normally wouldn't ever have the downtime to try as far as refining maneuvers, how we fly certain things, see if we can make the demo even better. That's awesome. Well, hey, I guess that's a silver lining if you think about it. And, you know, I think we're going to have some fun over the next few minutes. And I just wanted to let everyone know that this is a kind of a fun aside, but you actually know two of our past guests, Galen Gifford and Margot Alvarez. How did you come across them? I crossed paths with uh, Galen at the Reno Air Show. We actually flew one of his best friends, Grant Corgan, in our aircraft. So that was really cool. And he's just a memorable guy. Like, you like him right away, as I'm sure you saw. He's just super positive. And then Margo actually used to CrossFit at the same gym as my husband. So they know each other. And then we have a mutual friend that was on the Titan Games with her. If you just saw her, she crushed it on there. So I know her through that. Yeah, that's awesome. What a wacky small world we live in. But before we kind of jump into things, obviously we're getting to know you a little bit, but I want to play two truths and a lie. So you ready for that? I'm ready. All right, let's hear what you have. All right. So first one, I had pet hedgehogs as a kid. Second one, before joining the Air Force, I was a civilian aerobatic pilot. Third one, I was a competitive figure skater for 12 years growing up. All right. I know that you were a figure skater because I did some homework. And looking at your resume, I'm going to say that you were not a civilian pilot. So I'm going to say that the hedgehogs are true. Civilian pilots a lie. Uh, you got it. Nailed it. Ha <laughs> Love when I get it right. <laughs> so when you think about what we're going to be talking about today, you know, I asked you to kind of think about if you were to ask someone close to you, you know, what it is that makes you special, that's made you successful in life, be it your husband or family member, what do you think that they would say would be that trait for you? Yeah, so I asked my husband that exact question when we started talking about coming on this podcast, and he said stubbornness, but I think <laughs> that I will call it grit. I mean, that's a powerful one because it's actually a mixture of two really great qualities, passion and persistence. So I'm looking forward to hearing more about that. So, you know, long story short, when did you begin to realize the importance or the impact of having a gritty personality and how have you nurtured that over time? As a kid, I grew up in northern Wisconsin, and my dad was an avid outdoorsman, big hunter, and he started bringing me along before I could even participate. I was probably like eight or nine years old, and I would wake up with him at 4 a.m. We would go out, and we would 
spend all day in the woods, you know, walking for really long distances over hard terrain, through brush, through swamps. And at first it was kind of terrible, but then I just felt like it was this great bonding experience that came with a lot of rewards. And I learned to really enjoy it and really get comfortable being uncomfortable. And I think that was just a trait that I developed at that young age that then I kind of took into my professional career with going through the really competitive Air Force pipeline to become a fighter pilot, as well as my personal life and my hobbies, like you know, running marathons or mountaineering, just walking uphill slowly for really extended periods of time. And a lot of that stuff sucks when you're doing it, but you realize it really builds this kind of fortitude and increases your character. And it gives you this like bag of tools that you can fall back on when when hard stuff comes at you. Yeah, definitely. And I would have to think that a certain level of grittiness has to come from just being in northern Wisconsin for most of your life. That's a special kind of person that can handle all that. That's cold. Yeah, cold. <laughs> it's it's really cold. I guess you get used to it. Yeah, it sounds like there's also a nice nostalgia component to this. Like it sounds like you can pull back to some of those early years with your dad when you're going through some of these moments. Absolutely. And people always ask me, you know, who inspired me growing up or early in my career to kind of go down this path to eventually become a Thunderbird. And both of my parents were amazing in that aspect, you know, as far as encouraging me, but not letting me quit things, not letting me give up when stuff was hard or I didn't want to do something. And I think that's just really important and something that uh, can be lost sometimes uh, on kids, especially today. So it's like one of those things that really sets you up for success in your adult life. I feel like grittiness is a really vital component to personal responsibility. So to, to hear that, I think that's, that's definitely a message that needs to be shouted from the rooftops at times, especially now, as you mentioned. Keeping along that same train of thought, when you think about those like key moments in life, you know, what are some of those instances where you really tapped into your grittiness to push through something that was difficult that led to success? I think the biggest example is becoming a fighter pilot in the Air Force. That The training pipeline, I started competing for that and pursuing that spot when I was still in college doing ROTC and uh, you know left college with a commission as an officer. But then it's probably about three to four years of constant training pipelines that you're going through from that point on before you're actually in a combat squadron, fully qualified. Like I could go perform the mission that I've been training for at this point. And there's all kinds of highs and lows throughout that you're constantly being evaluated. It's very competitive against your peers. There's survival school in there where, you know, you're out in the woods uh, learning how you'd survive if you were ever to eject from an aircraft without a lot of food and you know, evading the enemy, all that kind of stuff. It's just a high stress environment. It's a log road. So you kind of take things one step at a time. But the reward on the backside of that is like those moments where I found out I had a pilot slot and then I found out I got F-16 uh, out of pilot training. And then, you know, I, I found out I was coming to be a Thunderbird. Those are things I'll never forget. That's pretty insane. Makes it all worth it. So I reached out to you to do this. And I don't know how Instagram worked it that you ended up in my feed somehow. But coming across a Thunderbird pilot, I think is really unique. Just kind of being like that little kid at heart that I remember every air show that I've ever been to. I'm just curious, you know, can you like kind of think back? Do you remember the first time that you saw the Thunderbirds? And what kind of impression did that have on you? Yeah, so this is kind of funny. I didn't see them until a little bit later in life. I, I love interacting with the kids now because I know a lot of times them seeing us and then 
me getting to actually personally talk to them leaves such an impact on them. And I cannot tell you how many people have come up to us as adults and be like, I saw the Thunderbirds as a kid and now I do this because of that or it inspired me in this way. The first time I tried to go see them, they actually ended up weather canceling and my little nephews were with us and they were just crying in the backseat of the car because they weren't going to get to see the team fly. That was when I was in high school. It's funny now because when we weather cancel, I feel really bad because I know there's some kids that are just like them that are super disappointed that we're not flying. But I didn't see them personally until I was actually in pilot training and I had just found out that I was going to get to go fly the F-16. And then maybe a month later, they came to the base I was at and it made me super excited to see and hear the jets fly. And it's like one of those like primal feelings where you just feel excited you're thinking about how awesome it's going to be, but then it's just like you feel the afterburner vibrating in your chest as the jets take off. And it's, it's just one of those things that there weren't a lot of things that had gotten me that excited before. So I was really in awe of the team and just the maneuvers they did, the precision that they showcased. And at that point, I had no idea that I would ever apply to actually become one. I'm going to just kind of take a step back and offer my experience with the Thunderbirds a little bit. So it was always the Thunderbirds or the Blue Angels. And they I mean, they're both awe-inspiring. But there's just something about seeing those white planes just shoot across the sky. Like you said, it brings out this really primal like reaction. It's like primal, patriotic, holy crap, this is amazing. We're the best <laughs> kind of reaction. And I remember taking my son when he was like three and he's like wearing the little headphones or the sound dampeners uh, so that it doesn't blast out his eardrums. But my God, like I will never forget that experience and every time like even just watching some of your videos on instagram it almost makes me tear up because i'm able to put myself right there holding him as we watch them shoot across the sky it was so cool so you've logged hundreds of hours probably thousands of hours practicing and, and doing everything you need to do but looking back from where you very first started because you just said you never really pictured yourself initially going down this road but now here you are. How would you say that you've progressed during that time? And like, what were some of the things that you had to do during that time to have that progression? You know, you think you're pretty good at flying the F-16 after you've been doing it for seven or eight years, and then you get hired by the Thunderbirds. And it is extremely humbling. It is such different flying. It is so challenging. The actual hands-on like stick and rudder skills that are required are just so much different than you know, a combat fighter squadron, that those first six months on the team, all of us go through an upgrade syllabus to be qualified to fly the demo. And it's about 100 flights, which is a lot because that happens in about a four month period. And so we're flying anywhere from seven to 10 flights in one week. So a lot of times twice a day, and there's just no room for air. So while we make very tiny mistakes all the time, there's no room to ever let your mind wander. And uh, the repercussions are very high uh, if you do make a big mistake. So it's taken very seriously. It's very demanding on the body, too, just pulling Gs all the time. And then, obviously, the mental fatigue that comes with that focus. So what's it feel like to pull a G? It's not a very enjoyable experience, I'll be honest. I really like flying, but pulling Gs is never comfortable. I think you just get used to it and learn to tolerate it, and your body adapts a little bit to tolerate it better. Uh, it feels just like a ton of pressure, right? So I'll pull up to 9 uh, during a demo flight, and that's nine times your body weight being pressed down on you from you know the top down into the seat. And so you have to breathe a certain way, and you have to tense up all your muscles to push blood back up your head to maintain consciousness. So there's that going on where you like need to do this to survive. 
But then there's so much else that you need to focus on, like your entry parameters, recovery parameters, all that stuff that the G's just have to be something that doesn't distract you. So you have to get used to them, uh, even though they are very uncomfortable. Just trying to picture, like not even picture, but trying to like put myself in that situation and I'm having a reaction to it. That's really something. So getting back to uh, grit for a little bit uh, to kind of wrap things up, I think both of us kind of have a feeling that, you know, this is a trait that I think more people would benefit from having and fostering in their lives. So with that in mind, for those who are listening, how can people foster a level of grittiness that can help them push through to better success? I think it's really to pursue something that's hard. That sounds pretty simple, but whatever that is for you, it doesn't have to be, you know, becoming a fighter pilot in the Air Force. That could be, you know, applying for a job that you're scared you might get rejected from, getting outside your comfort zone, you know, signing up to run a marathon, even though you've never run further than a 10K, or, you know, taking a mountaineering course and going and climbing Mount Rainier, or whatever that is, something where there's going to be a point where you want to quit and you really have to dig deep and find that mental fortitude. And little by little, that's a skill that gets stronger. Just like you work out to improve your strength or your endurance, and it takes time. I think mental strength and the ability to have that fortitude that you can fall back on when things are tough is something that you have to practice and just find whatever that challenge is uh, and to be willing to be uncomfortable because the reward is so much better when you know, you've gone through those trials and tribulations to get there. And it just makes you such a stronger person. I love that advice. I mean, so you have those two components, passion and persistence. You put those together and that allows you to push through and, and pursue something. But there's also a level of vulnerability that you were just kind of alluding to there where it's, you know, try to identify something that, yes, you're passionate about, but something that you aren't, that isn't easy. The easy things aren't as rewarding necessarily. So if we can figure out those ways to grow and to, you know, pursue endeavors or pursue even thoughts that are challenging to our comfort zones on a more regular basis, I think that's a, that's a really wonderful skill to build off of and to just try to integrate into our lives more and more. So Michelle, this has been an absolute honor and thank you so much for your service and thanks for inspiring all the little kids in us and little kids everywhere. Awesome. Thanks for having me today. That's all we have for this episode of Success Shorts. Hopefully you found today's topic useful and remember, have fun, stay curious, and keep it short. <music>